On today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guild Free Pleasures, we do something we very rarely do. We talk about a song that was actually released recently. As we discuss that song, we also discuss my unusually soft, soft hands. And we can't stop expressing our love for Ryan Gosling. And yes, we are feeling the Kennergy. You have it right, folks. We're talking about I'm Just Ken from the Barbie movie, sung by Ryan Gosling, on Bill and Frank's Guilt Free Pleasures. Frank, I struggled with coming up with a perfect opener for this episode because when wordplay is available, I feel I actually have this sort of inertia where I can't move because there's too many good ways to go at this. So I'm going to give you a couple options, Frank. It's going to come together. In the movie Barbie, Ryan Gosling's character has a canexential crisis or Ryan Gosling's character in the Barbie movie suffers from a terrible bout of can we. I have a long list. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's next up. When I saw Ryan Gosling take his shirt off in the Barbie movie, I was feeling canvious. Bill, can I just say that I've had enough of these puns? All right. I'm feeling your canergy. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel uh, if anyone's still listening to this, we should probably carry on with our episode. I think that's a half-decent idea. In one of the rare moments we have, which is, I guess, kind of yearly, so rare moments, this is the third time we've pulled something like this off, where we do a pretty current song. Actually... What was the other two? I know we did Harry Styles. Didn't we do another one? Yeah. Okay. For the second time ever. For the second time. We're doing a song that's actually current, and we're actually focusing on it because we know it's up for an Academy Awards. Depends on when you're listening to this. It may have already... Have passed. Have passed. But this song is current. So we are there. And of course, we picked it just like the Harry Styles song because it echoes back to a glorious time in music. Yes. And we cannot state this enough that this song is amazing, but it's also completely ridiculous. Yeah. It's awesome. We're doing I'm Just Ken by Brian Gosling. I'm just kidding anywhere else I'd be ten. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of longevity? I'm just kidding where I see love, she sees a friend. What will it take for her? Let's start, Frank, by talking some Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is a cool dude. He's a modern-day Kevin Costner in my books. The Canadian Kevin Costner. Yeah, you can't not love Ryan Gosling. He is such an interesting person, and he doesn't seem to want to live in that spotlight. Yeah, he defies the sort of like expectations of superstardom. He's made a lot of good choices. As an actor and as a human being. Yes. And so um, this is our own sort of uh, love letter towards Ryan Gosling. Yeah, we're going to fanboy about Ryan Gosling here for a little bit. My first introduction to Ryan Gosling, not personally, I haven't actually met the dude yet. I'm assuming I will one day, was 
in university, I watched the show Breaker High all the time with my friends. It was only on for like a season and a half or two seasons, but he was the character Sean Hanlon on that. And it was always on at some ridiculous time at night. It was on YTV, which was a Canadian cable station. And then my roommate, Dave, he was in journalism in university and was graduates university, works for a magazine in Toronto called Toro Magazine, which is not around anymore. He was flown down to L.A., in the early 2000s or the mid 2000s to interview Ryan Gosling. And this is kind of like right after The Notebook came out. He is really starting to make a name for himself in Hollywood at that yeah. point. Because The Notebook was massive, right? Yeah, yeah. Dave flies down to meet this kid from London, Ontario, which is where he was from and born. And he said that Ryan Gosling was just this unassuming dude. The interview was about them breaking into and running around and exploring abandoned warehouses in LA. That was what the interview was about. That was the story about Ryan Gosling. Just wow. just like, hey, check this out. Hey, let's find out what's over here. It, that kind of a thing. He's just an interesting guy. He's a good dude. I've heard stories about him just breaking up random street fights. There's a story going around. Someone told me, I'm going to claim that it was me that found this out because... I don't want to give credit to Mike, who I think actually gave told me the story. But Steve Carell, when they were on the set of Crazy Stupid Love, he asked Ryan Gosling what he was doing on the weekend. He, Ryan was like, oh, my band and I were just going to go to this old folks home and play music there for the old folks. Really? Like, who else is there? It's like, no, it's just us. Any promotions? Like, no, we're just going to go and do this because he just does stuff. Doesn't seek out the spotlight. Right. This is us saying, we hope he also wins Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. We also want him here in the Winchester. Totally. Totally. He's uh, welcome here. Anytime. Even if you're not here, he and I can hang out. Oh, thanks. All right. Anyways. Okay. So enough about fanboying yeah, over yeah. Ryan Gosling here. Let's go to the the musical pedigree of Mr. Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. Let's start with Dead Man's Bones. Well, let's start with the Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, my goodness. Who's on the Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah. With Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera. They were in the Mickey Mouse Club together. Okay. Wow. Okay. I did not... I should know this because I think I put it in one of our trivia questions. Did you? Oh, okay. Okay, well, then, okay, I guess there is video of him yeah. singing. So he grew up performing. Right, all right. Whether dramatic or musical. He went super cool, though, because that Dead Man's Bones album... Oh, so good. ...was this sort of experiment where they didn't really know instruments too well and they were going to just do something with a choir. Yeah. Kids choir in LA. Yes. Yeah. And they made this sort of perfectly spooky halloween album it is amazing it's all songs about like zombies and werewolves and ghosts and ryan gosling has this perfect spooky voice and the children's choir in the background it's like the twins from the shining <laughs> like, like it's if they just, were in a if they're in a choir yeah it's just really unsettling Putting it all together, the one song, My Body's a Zombie for You, is, oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. So really good. Yeah, exactly. So he sings on that. But then he sings in a couple movies. I mean, for he sings in La La Land. Yeah. And also kind of croons quite well. Yeah. Very disappointing tap dance sequence in there. Yeah, you weren't a big fan, were you? Well, I was just so upset when... They spent so long tying up their tap dance shoes and then didn't give me a Danny Kay. Yeah, they spent more time tying up their shoes than they did actually dancing. I do need to revisit it because we're pro-gosling here. Yeah. Okay, and so I was a bit anti-La La Land, but I'm ready to go back. But before we do that, I am pro-Barbie. 
Yes. Although I did say to you, I was kind of disappointed in the movie because I wanted it to go further. I think that is a little bit telling, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it kind of drives the point of the movie home a bit more because here we are. We're a couple of dudes, right? And yeah. you're waiting for the death blow. You're waiting yeah. for like that final punch to yeah. knock the bad guy out. So with the premise of the movie, you thought it should have been harsher on dudes. Totally. I was hoping they would be a little more mean-spirited and a little more sharp in terms of the comedy against them. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, they talked patriarchy. I never got a sense of it other than there was this sort of word and they didn't go for it. Yeah. But the movie... I wasn't about doing that. No, exactly, right? And my question is, if you thought it should have been harsher against men and the patriarchy, why do you hate horses so much? (laughs) Exactly. that joke never landed for me. I didn't oh, get it. I thought it was <laughs> But it landed for you. Oh, That's absolutely. Good. That's good. But I do have written here because we do have to deal with the fact that we're a couple of guys. Yeah. We're the only reason we seem to be talking about the Barbie movies because we want to talk about Ryan Gosling's performance. And there's been... Let's yeah. mansplain for our listeners here <laughs> why we're talking about this movie. Exactly. Well, I do have something written here to go more uh, literati on this. Okay. In Milton's Paradise Lost... The devil got the best lines. So in some ways, in Barbie, Ken got the sort of best uh, shake in terms of what they did with the movie. He got to have the great, great, great video dance scene. Yes. That is the sort of thing that I feel people will go back to because the movie's kind of funny, but the whole Ken fight scene is so funny. It's so over-the-top ridiculous. And then it moves to a Singing in the Rain dream sequence, which to me is like one of the best things I've seen in a movie in, uh, I don't know, five years. But I've only seen about three movies in five years. But still, it holds up. What happened five years ago that made you stop watching movies? COVID, probably. I should have been watching movies then, but... Oh, Oh, Elijah was born. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said... Milton gave the devil the best line. So this is the sort of like way we can protect ourselves in case someone gets angry with us. Yeah. No, I like that. (laughs) We're Milton's devil. Oh, no. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. So we got this song called I'm Just Ken. Let's talk about the history of this song. It was initiated by Mark Ronson. And I don't know exactly how it came about, but he came up with that line. I'm just Ken, anywhere else I'd be a 10. And he thought that was hilarious. So he wrote kind of the chorus in a verse, I guess, sent it to Greta Gerwig, thinking nothing of it. But she was like, no, this is amazing. I need a whole song about this. Brought on Andrew Wyatt. And I guess he was flying to London to work with Mark Ronson on the song and on the flight kind of penned the rest of the lyrics and the, and the, the song sort of came together when when they met. Yeah. And apparently Greta Gerwig would keep asking for more. Oh, so really? Say, okay, we need more. Like, what do you mean? Well, we need this to be in the scene. So I guess when they wrote the script, there was like, there's a like a dance scene. Yeah. Okay. And they said, no, no, we need something a little more. He goes, what's more? <laughs> so yeah. They had to keep going further, and you can hear it in the song when it's like, all right, bring it up, bring it up. And so I feel like they had this the bare bones of the song. Yeah. And then Greta Gerwig kept asking for more. And so they kind of like just kept amping it up. So the song becomes this sort of center point of the movie, even though I, I guess that wasn't really the plan. Yeah. But it's kind of Frankenstein together a bit mm-hmm. because each part of the song feels like it could be a separate song altogether. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so in a sense, it's a tribute to that sort of overly masculine machismo songs of the 70s and 80s, yes. but that were so tenderhearted too that <laughs> made defining whatever a man was kind of comical looking back on it. But back yeah. then they were super serious. Yeah. Now it's just really funny. Yeah. It's written like a complete 80s power ballad. Yeah. For an action movie. And it needs to be. Yes. It needs to be for all this. And I guess they say that one of the key things in the movie is the patriarchy damages everybody. So even in Ken's attempt to take in this thing that he's experienced in Model City, is that what they call the place? Or is that where they live? Well, they live in Barbie Land. They go to LA. Oh, but okay. it's Oh, I, and I, you know what? I just rewatched the movie last night. Too, right, okay. I can't remember. I keep calling it Model City. It, it's like, it. I was going to say Central City, but that's where the Flash lives. Okay. Well, either way, they go to this place. He experiences something of it, brings it back, but it's just especially damaging to him, which is, I guess, part of the point of the movie. Yeah. At least that's what I read online in some critical work. This song has so many big players on it. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about Mark Ronson, who's well-established. Yeah. Ryan Gosling, who we, of course, love. But other people agreed to be on it that were pretty surprising. Yeah. Slash. That's huge. That's massive. Yeah. And then you have the uh, current drummer from Foo Fighters. Yeah. Josh. Josh Freeze. Right. And then the big surprise to me is Wolfgang Van Halen yeah. is playing rhythm guitar. That's crazy. I feel he's just in there to play. I think Slash could do all these things, but yeah, that was a big surprise to me. Yeah, they pulled together these massive names for this song, which like the production values and everything of it, you can really, really feel through the song, yeah. right? Yeah, this is a well-oiled machine putting lots of money into a pretty fun song. Oh, absolutely, right? Yeah. And it comes at that big sort of, climax scene in the movie too right so it feels you need to have that sort of big kenergy about that song right? yes exactly yeah and they nail it they do oh, pull absolutely. it off absolutely yeah. yeah well how we do this frank we gotta talk about the lyrics but we can't do that without also talking about the video right does that sound about right yeah i think you have to talk about them both at the same time spoiler alert if you haven't seen barbie i think this is already kind of understood within the sort of premise of the movie ken ends up in la finds out about the patriarchy so he's living in barbie land right right because it's barbie land right so barbie's rule in the uh history of ken is he's always just an afterthought right yes. he's the boyfriend or the friend actually more likely the friend in yeah. terms of how they talked about him over the years and Malibu Ken is the ultimate Ken yeah. that, that Ryan is portraying. Yeah, Beach Ken. Beach Ken, that's yeah. right. So he only exists to please Barbie or to be just a prop in Barbie's world. So this is where he's stuck in this world, so to speak, finds out about the patriarchy and realizes he can have everything. In the real world versus the Barbie world, it's role reversal, like men control right. and run everything as opposed to Barbies. Right. Did I just mansplain that to you? Yeah, well, it's fair enough because I didn't pay total attention to the movie. I was kind of confused while I was watching it and I, I just was like, I don't know. I was a bit bummed out by the movie, actually. I was really hoping it was... I liked it. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I'm complaining about it when it's it's just a light movie. I think I wanted it to be... You wanted it to be more hard-hitting? But if it was, I think I'd complain I think about that more... too. I think if you paid more attention, you would have 
Yeah, See? that might be true. I think I hated when they explained what was going on in the movie. There's moments oh, okay. in the movie where there's like these major important speeches and it yeah. was too heartfelt. So w- what I wanted was a more cynical movie, oh, okay. but I felt it was too heartfelt, especially when there's speeches about what makes a Barbie. Like, this is silly. But then I realized Mattel has paid for this movie. So I got to let that go. But the Ken things at least was kind of mean-spirited enough that made me yeah. feel good. Yeah. I cried during the movie. Um, did, did you hear news about someone calling you to tell you something sad? No, I thought there were really heartfelt emotional parts that I got teary-eyed to. What scene did you cry in? I don't need to explain myself to you here, Bill. <laughs> like, I'm an emotional dude. All right, I all right, cry right. at everything. I know you do. Okay. All right. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Okay, thank you. Okay. Crying right now. <laughs> you are. Okay. So Ken comes home, somehow takes over Barbie land. They don't really explain how he's able to pull it off. Well, because Barbie's not there. Barbie's not there, so all the other Barbies fall for Ken's like whatever. schemes or whatever. Schemes, which are easily manipulated into whatever it is there. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. You saw it twice. I also love how we're mansplaining the plot of Barbie. Yeah, I don't even know what's there. going on. Either way, I don't think it matters because it's just it's Barbie Toyland. But they, uh, anyways, the men have taken over, but it just doesn't seem to work. No, no, because they're kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and it does hit on some great jokes. I think they all have black leather couches and big TVs. So. Yeah, and their houses are called Mojo Dojo Casa Houses. Yeah, yeah. And so it's going to lead to a fight. We won't explain why there's a fight between the Kens, but. They're easily manipulated. And so there's a fight, but Ken wakes up in the morning to start singing this song. Yeah. But the song really is kind of describing his character arc. Okay, he's getting ready to fight, but he wakes up in the morning, takes off his shirt, I think, or he takes his robe off, and you see him like perfectly cut as like a strong man but also he does look really look like the doll yeah well ryan gosling is a fit dude yeah and so he begins with those lines you got that light intro right just the piano just the piano comes in and it feels like we're getting to one of those plaintive 80s maybe early 90s songs confessional yes and he says doesn't seem to matter what i do I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I tried. Oh, oh. I I have feelings that I can't explain. Driving me insane. All my life being so polite. But I'll sleep alone tonight. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I tried. Oh, oh, I... I have feelings that I can't explain Driving me insane All my life been so polite But I'll sleep alone tonight Now this does fit the movie, right? As you described, but it also kind of triggers certain things for where we're at. This is hard to jump around, but I have written here incel ideology. Yeah. (laughs) It's just creeping underneath, which is this sort of awful, terrifying thing. So this notion that being polite 
causes him to sleep alone at night. Yeah. Feels Being like the good guy. The good right? guy. And we've fallen into this as guys in high school where you complain, yeah. no one wants us because we're good guys. We don't ever ask other more important questions yeah, about why no, we're no, no, single. No. Yeah. Maybe because we don't talk to anyone. I know. Or, right? or we just end up desiring people that everyone desires that we're actually part of the problem. Yeah. But we don't yeah. want to admit that. So this is the opener. The neat thing about this verse, too, is that it describes Ken's experience, but it's also the plot of the movie that Barbie throws everything off and Barbie says, have you ever thought about dying, I think? And so she has feelings or thoughts that she can't explain. Yeah. And so Ken's got the exact same problem, yeah. right? But they're both of them are now stuck wanting to alter the world they're in, which makes them dangerous to everybody. And that line, I'm always number two, it's like, well, yeah, because this is Barbie land. Yeah. Barbie was created in 1959. Ken didn't come onto the scene until 1961. Ken was always an afterthought. Ken right. was always secondary to Barbie. Right. And so in the world of Barbie land, I mean, it's like, well, that's just what it is. Yeah. Right? And I I don't know what they want me to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, okay, Ken, you just get to beach all day. Yeah, exactly. That seems like a good life. <laughs> if I wasn't basically allergic to the sun and probably half vampiric, I would love to hang out at the beach all day. This is the best. All right, let's talk this chorus here. Yeah. Because I'm just Ken. Anywhere else, I'd be a 10. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? I'm just Ken. Where I see love, she sees a friend. What will it take for her to see the man behind the tan and fight for me? Because I'm just Ken. Anywhere else, I'd be a 10. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? Lots to unpack there. Yeah. And those first two lines of the chorus, because I'm just Ken, anywhere else I'd be a 10. And that goes back to basically the first two lines of the first verse. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. It echoes it. But again, this is Barbie land. This is Ken's reality. Sure. If we lived in a society that celebrated dudes that had uncomfortably soft hands, I'd be some sort of viceroy or comptroller or something like that easily. But no, we live in the life that we live in now. So I can't get ahead in life just because I have really, really soft hands. Right. So you're, you are a Ken doll. And are, they are uncomfortably soft, Bill. They are. Well, you know what? It would be a little more comfortable doing a podcast with you if your one hand wasn't in petroleum jelly the entire time. <laughs> And we know that the line, anywhere else I'd be 10, is the line Mark Ronson heard in his head as yeah. soon as he read an early script. Yeah. And that was the whole thing. So this whole song is based around that line, yes. anywhere else I'd be 10. Yeah. He thought that was so funny, but also felt so sorry for him, he said, which is, well, this is what we're celebrating here. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? Now, Frank, on your little computer there, is blonde fragility actually like a term that people use? There is a bit of a definition here. Okay. This occurs when you've used too high a developer to bleach your hair blonde, and the blonde hair changes the texture of your hair to become more fragile and brittle. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think that's what he means. I think he means more metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. That's It's, it's super funny to me because I don't know what the term means, but I always thought blondes had an advantage in life. They're happier. They're more desired. That at least, at least in life... 
we grew up. Yeah, and- blondes have more fun, blah, 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 <laughs> that kind of a thing, right? In Genius Lyrics, the annotation says, blonde fragility could be a reference to the stereotypical depiction of blonde characters as being fragile, dependent, and sometimes shallow. Okay. Which I don't understand, but yeah. Well, I always thought they're the most desired, but maybe I yeah. was wrong. But then there's a line, where is he love? She sees a friend. And there's the horrible word. Or we've, we talked about this once before, but the whole idea of talking about friend zone. Yeah. Problematic to the core. But yes. this should be in this song because this song needs to have all these problematic moments. So now yeah. we have the friend zone thing, which, of course, brings back to the angry guy who can't be a friend. He just wants to be a lover, which yeah. is going in the, I mean, Michael Bolton already yeah. talked about this. How can we be lovers if we can't be friends? That's right. So friendship comes first for Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. He and sees it one to the other. I think in the sort of flow chart of a Michael Bolton relationship, it always ends at lover. And yeah, Michael Bolton's no Ken. No. But you do have a lot of Michael Bolton dolls in your room. They're action figures. Right. You're Michael Bolton action figures. Sorry. I don't know why I called them Michael Bolton dolls, but you kept telling everyone you're not allowed to touch them. Though That's my special collection and don't look at them and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, they're not factory made. I had to make them all myself. So <laughs> they're fragile. They already kind of upended the whole idea of the manly man fighting for himself. Yeah. Because the question was, what will it take for her to see the man behind the tan, which is, of course, hilarious, Yeah, and fight for me? He wants her to fight right. for him. Yeah, so it's role reversal. Role here, reversal. Right? Yeah. And you cannot hear that and not think about Peter Cetera's Gloria Love. Yeah. He's the man who'll fight for her honor. honor. Yeah, yeah. So if Ken talking about patriarchy and all of these things yeah but the whole joke of course he doesn't understand it well it's not about horses no <laughs> and he wants her to fight for him it's like you need to fight for me it's yeah. like oh, this is perfect like yeah just turn it around and it's funny i love it yeah and it, it should make whoever's watching it both laugh and also say this is so goofy yeah but the whole thing is goofy yeah the way we're living is goofy the the idea of needing to fight for a space is goofy yeah. although i'm also attacking i don't know human history right now but maybe it's time that bill and frank do this maybe we attack all of history and change it and change history yeah like barbie did and now we head into our first transition i have written here Steinman's cinematic 80s style. Are you talking about the chorus? Yeah, it's after the chorus. Okay. I, I have the chorus written here as more masculine punch because there is a bigger punch going on there. The first verse is melodic and plaintive and contemplative. The chorus I find, it's almost sinister. Yep. It's dark and dramatic. The movie doesn't really have a villain, but there's a villainous intent kind of with the Kens taking over Barbie land. Definitely. So if we're thinking about, let's say, a Disney movie or something like that, the villain has a song. Yeah. Yeah. Like Gaston and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Or I was thinking uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls from Little Mermaid. Right. Yes. Okay. But this is that sort of dark turn. But there's almost a maliciousness that you feel, just the texture of the chorus, how it feels, right? Yeah, I see it here. I can feel it. Yeah. We'll get to the feelings soon. And then you have this sort of transition type of sound, like I was getting to earlier about like, there's some Steinman-esque, it's a little angrier, punchier, Yeah, and it has like a cinematic vibe to me. Well, it's probably because it's from a movie. Okay, you got me there. You got me there. 
felt like I was listening to some wrestling theme music. And I yeah. feel like wrestling themes capture all of this well, especially 80s themes. Yes. And I was thinking specifically of... The Ultimate the, Warrior. Well, actually, I was thinking of Jim Steinman's Hulk theme song, which actually oh, should have been yeah. used a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Hulk. Hulk. Oh, yeah. you hear it, you're like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Which takes us to the verse two, which does talk about feelings, I think. I want to know what it's like to love, to be the real thing. Is it a crime? Am I not hot when I'm in my feelings? And is my moment finally here or am I dreaming? I'm no dreamer. That, oh, man. I'm no dreamer because there's that so good. Like, big shift between that line and the rest of the verse. It's so funny. It's so good. Yeah. It's just right. And wanting to know what it's like to love. And the Mark Ronson's defense when people are like, why'd you write this way? He goes, I'm the stepson of the guy from Foreigner. So the guy, oh, yeah. the guy who wrote, I <laughs> yeah. want to know what love is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is his stepdad. Yeah, of that's course right. he's going to yeah. do this. And, and so we have asking about being the real thing, which is such a great line from guy songs, what it is to be real. Yeah. And then the question, am I not hot when I'm in my feelings? I'm not sure if he means, am I not hot in terms of, am I not angry? Or am I just like a hot guy? I think it's, am I not a hot guy? Because that's what dudes put stock in. It's yeah. the visual the and the optics of things. Like how I look is important. Yeah. And the feeling bad guy yeah. is like the ultimate draw. Yeah. At least in terms of the movies I've watched. The complicated character. Yes, that's right. Is my moment finally here or am I dreaming? And the I'm no dreamer is kind of great too, which is like a man who makes his luck, to quote uh, Streetcar Named Desire, which yeah. I've referred to before. But I make my luck. I'm not a dreamer. I make things happen. I'm a man. So when this verse comes on, that's when they are starting the fight, basically, correct? Mm -hmm. On the Malibu beach. That's right. And it's the, the, the notion that it, it is a war. But it's so ridiculous because they're throwing frisbees and footballs at each other. They're riding stick horses, hitting each other or jousting with lacrosse sticks. And then doing mouth to mouth on those very horses. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it because it has enough of a sharp vibe to me because yes. if you've... Uh, read some online comments by certain sectors we won't say them but every time i hear the term where are the able-bodied men oh yeah <laughs> it's like uh yeah i know i'm able-bodied but i just don't want to go to war thank you very much but these are all able-bodied really good looking men yeah out to kill and destroy each other yeah with for... the most ridiculous weapons ever and what was the fight over well it was because the barbies were they turned them on each yeah, other. Yeah, they were turning them on each other by pretending they were interested in the 
Kens and then just switching their interest to a different Ken. Right, because this Ken was Simu Lu? Yeah. That- well, he was he was the head of the other faction, basically. Right. He's perfect in this movie. Oh, he's, he's perfect so in this movie. good, yeah. And the fight is perfect. Everything about it is perfect. It's choreographed perfect. And the music fits in this yes, moment, right? Yeah. And he's another Canadian, too. Oh, man. Canada for the win. I know, right? Canada produces Kens. Are we both <laughs> yeah. Kens? Oh, man. We're more like Bob and Doug McKenzie <laughs> at best. Well, you keep wearing uh, that toque, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I got to get a haircut. So, we have this second verse. Yeah. And then it doesn't go to the chorus because Greta Gerwig has said, listen, I need more emotion. Like, how can we give you more emotion? Yeah. They found it. Yeah. So, I already said it was cinematic in that transition. This transition oh. is an action film transition music stuff. Um, I have written here, it almost feels like it belongs in Rocky Four or the Transformers movie. Like, yeah. there's, like there's certain songs that you'll hear that belong there, but it also feels like it's even not of its time that it's the weekend's version. Like, so if you heard Blinding Lights, yeah, his version okay. of what synthy music is, is what I'm feeling here. Yeah. So it definitely is a sound of now, but influenced and the shadow of the 80s, of the 80s. is over us here. I had written down that it sounds like something that could have been directly out of Flashdance. Yeah, the Giorgio Moroder feel, right? This is where we're headed, right? And so then we get the, um, I think it's a bridge. Yeah. Can you feel, I think they just say, can you feel Kennergy? I have written, can you feel the Kennergy? Yeah, that's what I have I prefer the Kennergy. Yeah. Feel so real, my Kennergy. Can you feel the Kennergy? Feel so real, my Kennergy. And that scene in the video and in the movie is so great because it's a singing in the rain sort of choreographed scene. Everyone's in black. They're doing dance moves and it's just choreographed everything. The, the two circles. Yeah, it is oh, so absolute great. perfection. Yeah. It is a great scene. And if you've seen Singing in the Rain, which is to me a perfect movie. And the only complaint I had about Singing in the Rain, even though I still say it's perfect, is... It never the, actually rained. It, it, it did, Frank. Oh, did it? But there's this... They didn't d- sing? They have this dream sequence, which feels clunky and out of place. Oh, okay. But Barbie just redeemed it because they did the dream sequence from Singing yeah. in the Rain, and it just brought it all together. I'm like, okay, this is now... It all makes sense now. Yeah. I'm all in with this. It sets the tone. It's the climax of the whole fight and it's also like the sort of 50s musical things where your fight scene is now them dancing i, I don't know if this is like the uh west side story yeah i was thinking that i was also thinking of eat it by uh oh by, by yeah. Weird Al Weird Al, yeah yeah but the energy the kennergy and then they move to the chorus again mm-hmm. and then it's this sort of like transition that feels kind of like 
Bohemian Rhapsody a bit where there's like this, the, the drum fill comes yeah. in where they're slowing it down. And they talked about Freddie Mercury being one of their um, influences? influences as well as Jim Steinman yeah. being okay, an influence. Yeah. yeah, And so he goes back to that chorus and says the same thing. But then we get to the outro. Yeah. Which has that final round feel. Yeah. Because I have the bridge feels like it's a dark driving scene. Yeah. You're driving in a in a movie, in an eighties movie. And then that outro is a final round, end of things, denouement almost or final triumph. And it's great because in the the fight, they all suddenly turn and I was reading an Esquire article where they face the fourth wall yeah. and start talking to us. Yeah. That they're no longer fighting. Yeah, it comes to a resolution between them. Like yeah. this is the end of the fight. Yeah. They just sort of like, no, we're friends. This is the Mennonite fight scene. Yeah. We all get peace. <laughs> I'm just Ken and I'm enough, right? And he's kind of come through it. Yeah. That, and so this is important because we've talked about the incel stuff and all that, but it doesn't leave it there. It's yeah. kinder, like we said, yeah. I wanted it meaner, but Ken comes to a realization about himself and he says, I'm just Ken and I'm enough and I'm great at doing stuff. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is, is so, good. so well written. Oh, yeah. Because... It's so poorly defined that it's in keeping with a character that yeah. doesn't know why he exists. Yeah. yeah. Just going back, his job is beach. It's yeah. not lifeguarding. It's yeah. just beach. beach. Like, it's so great. And then we have the sort of dating profile thing. Yeah. So, hey, check me out. Yeah, I'm just Ken. Yeah. My name's Ken, and so am I. Now yeah. you have all the Kens. Put that manly hand in mine. Oh, and it's so... Oh, my. That's such a great line. Well, it's perfect because there are men who hated the notion of Barbie but couldn't yeah. define it. And this is the one was like, they're making fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> Put your manly hand... Oh, I'm not holding hands. No, they're all holding hands. So, hey, world, check me out. Yeah, I'm just Ken. Wow, we really moved through there. Not only moved through there, we also talked about the music video. But I want to just say that the resolve on this song is like, baby, I'm just can Like that heartfelt plaintiff cry. Yeah. Ryan Gosling gives it. They said yes. in the studio, he was so far from the mic because he was holding up his hands and making fists and doing yeah. all the things that he would do in the video. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I'm not sure his vocal is as good as, you know, a trained professional musician. No, but he gets it done. You can feel there's so much emotion yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. We felt the Kennergy. It's like anytime we've done karaoke, we sound terrible, but you know what we're trying to do because you can feel how emotive we are. Yeah, but he actually sings well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, He's a good singer. Yeah. So we've moved to the song. We've talked about how great the vocal is. We should talk a bit about some categories. What's your favorite part? Oh, I really love the bridge. I think the yeah. bridge, both the Kennergy, the Kennergy, because you can't separate it from its scene in the movie. 
And I just love that scene in the movie, how ridiculous it is. I know the whole fight scene is bonkers. That dream sequence and the choreography and everything, it's so good. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. That is the scene for me. Have you heard the I'm Just Ken, the EP? No. So there are several versions. Like I, they, I mean, people were talking about how he was going for it. Yeah. In terms of like, hey, hey there, hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> Nominate me. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are three more versions of this on Ken the EP. Because he did a Christmas version. Yeah. Didn't he? So yeah. there's the I'm Just Ken, Merry Christmas Barbie. Now, in this one, they just add a lot of bells to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then there's I'm just Ken in my feelings acoustic. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a new vocal. I'm just Ken. So uh, we w- went through two of the songs, and it's called Ken the EP. Not okay. I'm just Ken, just to get it right. Yeah. So we got the Merry Christmas Barbie, In My Feelings Acoustic. Now, I didn't bother with the Purple Disco Machine remix because it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, he, he uh, gives it. And, yeah. and the vocal might be better, but we're missing the feeling, the Kennergy, so I only want the original. But in the In My Feelings... It goes back to that whole discussion we had about how, like, the earnest sort of acoustic coffeehouse version of songs can be... I like them, but they can be terrible. Yeah. But this one is... Not terrible. It's not terrible because you cannot sing this song without your tongue placed firmly in your cheek. Yeah. Like, there is a self-awareness that Ryan Gosling has when he sings this, right? It is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And that whole overly emotive acoustic feel to the rock song, (laughs) that was just fantastic. I love that. So I guess this leads to a a unique category here, the Oscars. There's yes. there's five songs nominated. Yeah. And I wanted you have I don't have you heard the songs? I know the Billie Eilish song from the Barbie movie, which I'm worried is going to split the vote. Do you like the song, the Billie Eilish song? Now, I tr- I was trying to look online and and I'm worried because people were saying some mean things. One said that this was a terrible song, but the Billie Eilish song was true and real. Well, I mean, they're both songs for the Barbie movie. The Billie Eilish song is part of the more sort of serious parts of the movie yeah where i probably was crying right right so i kind of understand that take on it right i don't think you cannot celebrate this song though the Billie eilish song it's not bad it's not my particular cup of tea cup of tea but and this sounds so terrible because okay we're a couple of dudes yeah. talking about the barbie movie and here I'm saying how the Ryan Gosling song is better than the Billie Eilish song, which I know we're going to get I trouble. know exactly what I know. how it sounds, but I just like the Ken song better. Well, 
I still think that Billie Eilish and Ken Toon are actually saying kind of the same thing, but I just find it funny. I wanted to win the Oscar. Yeah. So you got the Billie Eilish song. There's one called The Fire Inside by Becky G. I don't know that. What movie is that for? It's for a movie called Flying High. I think I've heard the song, but I don't... Yeah, I, I have no idea what the movie is. Yeah, it's an okay song. The yeah. Fire Inside one, I, I don't see it. But then there's one by John Baptiste for another movie. <laughs> the John Baptiste one's from a documentary on Netflix called American Symphony, which oh, okay. I haven't seen. The song feels pretty good. It has yeah. this sort of Bonnie Vare, but not too Bonnie Vare yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, But I like it. And then there's one by the Osaga Tribal Singers. Oh, yeah, I've heard this one. Right, song yeah. for my people for the... Uh, uh, um, Killers of a... The Flower Moon. Apparently, the movie's like three hours long. Yeah. And so, I haven't watched any movies that are three hours long. Have you seen... No, I haven't seen Oppenheimer either. Okay. I was going to say, have you seen Avengers Endgame? Because okay. that was like three hours. All right. Well, you don't have to do that to me. Yes, I did. I had to. Did you cry at that one? I cried at that one. Did I? Uh, no. Wow, you did cry at that. Wow. I cry at movies all the time. I had this vision that we would record five versions of responses to this. Oh. <laughs> because we're recording this a month before the Oscars. Yeah. As though we knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, we're going to do this really quickly. Hey, Frank, I can't believe what was I made for one best song. I know, right? Yeah, I, I was hoping I'm just Ken one. Well, so was I, but... Hey, good for the Barbie movie, am I right? You're right. The Fire Inside wins. Oh, man, I can't believe it won. I, I imagine Billie Eilish and Ryan Gosling split the vote. Yeah, probably. That was my worry about the whole, with two songs from the Barbie movie. Well, congratulations, Becky G. Good right. for you. Okay, next one. John Baptiste wins. Well, you know what, Frank? John Baptiste, I thought it was really good. I don't think I'll ever watch this documentary, though. Yeah, well, it's about time a Frenchman wins the Oscar for something. I don't even know how to respond to that, but <laughs> yes, Frank. Next up, the Osaga Tribal Singers wins. Wow, that song from Killers of the Flower Moon won by the Osaga Tribal Singers. Oh, good for them. Congratulations. Kind of hoping it was I'm Just Ken, but hey. I'm just glad Billie Eilish didn't win. Yeah. All right, L L Frank, we got to keep going on this. I'm Just Ken wins. It's amazing. I'm Just Ken just won the Oscar, Frank. That's fantastic. Just like we predicted, a man won for a song in a girl's movie. <laughs> All right, Frank. I can't believe Ryan Gosling did such an incredible performance. That was fantastic. But but what was horrible was when Kenny G came up and actually struck Mark Ronson with his flute and said, I'm the real Ken. It was awful. It's a saxophone. It just looks like a flute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. I just betrayed myself yeah. as a Kenny G. Aficionado. Yeah, yeah. I want him to say, I'm the real Ken. I'm the real G. Yeah. And then hit him with his sax flute. Sax flute. <laughs> there you go. I can't believe it happened. But congratulations to Ryan Gosling. I'm yeah. glad you didn't get hit with the sax. For those still listening, we got to get to that mixtape. Yeah. All right, Frank. I know you brought a real mixtape. Okay, did you? As opposed to my fake mixtape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of different themes that go along with the I'm Just Ken song. Themes of self-realization, finding your place in this world. Ooh, Michael W. Smith? Oh, I can't wait. I almost went that direction. Okay. But I went with the songs about being just friends. Oh, good. I know we've done a number of songs about unrequited love and how difficult it is to have feelings for someone that don't reciprocate. Sometimes people are just looking for friends and that's it. And that's okay. Right, right. Right? Yeah. 
So these are songs about being just friends. I'm going to start with Don't Let Go, Love, in brackets, by En Vogue. Good song. Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore by Ario Speedwagon. Yeah. To Be With You by Mr. Big. Save the Best for Last, Vanessa Williams. Love, love that song. How Am I Supposed to Live Without You by Michael Bolton. And closing it all off with You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Wow, you really went for it there. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, Frank, here's my mixtape. It's kind of loosely based on movie songs, but then I give it up for the last song because the last song should be a movie song. Okay. The first one is Lost in the Woods from the Frozen 2 soundtrack. That is so good because it has that 80s power ballad vibe to it too. If anything, I thought we could combine this episode with that to say that this song is perfect. It's so good. It should have been nominated for best song. Yeah. The Frozen 2 songs are mostly bad. I didn't really like Frozen 2 that much. Okay. Ah, It's too much. But I'll tell you, this song, Lost in the Woods, is incredible. Would I cry if I watched it? Yeah, you'll probably cry at the Elsa thing. I'm not sure if she comes, what happens with her at the end. She sings, find some liquid horse to ride. I have no idea what's going on. I know Elijah's watched it five times with Ashley, and oh, I okay. watched parts of it, and then I pass out. But anyways, Lost in the Woods is perfect, and the music video that goes with it is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And it is a uh, harbinger of the I'm Just Ken song. Yeah. Next up. Burning Heart, Rocky Four. Oh, yes. It's a Burning Heart that's about to burst. And then I have Dare from Transformers the Movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. I've never watched Transformers the Movie. No? It's unwatchable. I started it. Like, I can't watch this, but I didn't. Optimus just, Prime dies, dude. Well, they kill everybody that oh, they yeah. can. Oh, man. The good thing they bring them back to life when they needed a new toy later. Yeah, exactly. I cried during that one, too. All right. Next up. I have St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, John, John Park. Park. Nice. Because it talks about being a man. Yeah. And then I have Separate Ways by Journey, which we oh, already talked about because it's so perfect. Nice. So there we go. That was, that's my mixed. That's fantastic. If you were in the right environment, would you perform the song at karaoke? For sure. But I need to have support. I you, need to do it with somebody because yeah. I need... That Kennergy. Yeah, I need the Kennergy. I need someone at the end to say, I'm just Ken, and so, so am I. I. And then put your manly hand in mine. Yeah. But it can't be me because my hands are far too soft. They're too soft. No, Way I'll Way to, too soft. I'll need someone with some like real leather mitts. Yeah. And your hand will, of course, be in that petroleum jelly yes. thing on the side there. Well, it keeps my hands really soft That's right. and supple. You're the bad guy in uh, Mice and Men. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. I don't that even was know the rabbit. That's yeah. why he got killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Just jumping back onto the karaoke train here. How far into the song would it be before dude started hurling insults at you? You know, I think the first chorus. Okay. Because I would like to say the I'm no dreamer part, but I don't think I'd get there. I think I'd have something thrown at me a lot earlier. Yeah. Okay. Be- I think because no one would get what I was doing. No, probably not. No. Yeah. Well, I'd come up there with a blonde wig and everything. <laughs> Well, Frank, do you think we pulled this off? Tough to say. Okay. I, f- I feel I had in my head an idea of what I wanted to do, but I do feel sort of tentative about talking about this song, knowing that patriarchy is real. 
And they, I know they're making jokes about it. I think as two middle-class males, yeah. we're probably the authority to be able to talk about the themes that go on in Barbie. That is one way of putting it, Frank. That's another way of like guaranteeing that our podcast doesn't survive into the next uh, future. <laughs> I'm just going to state that, you know, this is just our attempt to dumb guys. Who don't Two get it. dumb dudes who really don't understand how good we have it in life, trying to talk about a honestly a complicated movie. Basically, you just described our previous 130 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's important that people understand yeah, that we don't yeah. know what we talk about. That's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. But we do love the Barbie movie. Yes. Well, you love it. I like I liked it. it. Yeah. We do love Ryan Gosling. And I didn't get to say this, but Margot Robbie is incredible. Oh, she was fantastic. Margot Robbie should have been nominated, but she should have won for I, Tanya, which is oh, one yeah. of the great movies. Oh, of- yeah. She's fantastic. She's, yeah. She's great. So I know awards matter, but do they matter? Because we didn't get any podcast awards. No. And I know there's a ton of backlash about the nominations that this movie did not get for the Oscars. And let's be honest, we're all trying to pretend that we know what's being nominated, but I've only watched like three or four movies. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to watch all these movies. No. Remember when we used to try and watch all the Oscar-nominated movies? Yeah, it used to be possible, but it's, it's, it's over now. Yeah. But on top of this, just remember, Alfred Hitchcock never won best director that's true so greta you're gonna be fine yeah and greta gerwig she has made some really great movies and i think she's gonna continue to make great oh, movies. yeah i could care less about the oscars they're always ridiculous listen yeah. somewhere out there never won yeah james ingram deserves an oscar mannequin that didn't win no glory was... love didn't win no exactly they deserve oscars and you can keep going through the list of songs that won and of course if ken wins then we got to double back on this and say that yeah. the winning matters but whatever man you're winners in our hearts And as we come to a close in this podcast and our rambling, disjointed conversation on Barbie and I'm Just Ken, I think it's clear that we have feelings that we just can't explain and it's been driving us insane. But this is why we do the podcast, Frank. And you know what? Even though we've never been able to come up with a really great tagline because we're never quite sure exactly what we're doing, we'd like to think and we certainly hope that you, dear listener, are feeling the Bill and Frank energy. And know that Bill and I are Kenuff. Yeah.